Okay, Info Ace back in a place to give you some information. So the last two days, I've been talking about emotional eating underneath the holistic part of my program. But now we're going to talk a little fitness today. Fitness Tip Friday, Fitness Friday, Flex Friday. Oh yeah, guys, make sure you go on my Instagram and check out my Instagram, live underscore A-C-E-P, because I'm going to be posting some videos tonight that you should like for the core. So yeah, guys, I want you guys to continue to have a great week. It should be almost over for some of us. Tomorrow, I have to work because, you know, when you run your own business, you never really stop working. But it's okay. I'm going to retire in my 40s, so all good. But anyways, getting back to the talk today, Fitness Friday. So one of the first things that I like to address is one of the biggest topics that I hear every single day. Oh, my gosh. How do I get rid of this body fat around my belly, my belly fat? You know, you hear it from women mainly, but men obviously sometimes ask that certain question. And another question a lot of people ask is, oh, like, is it good to do cardio before weights? I heard it's not good because of blah, 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 blah. That's what we're here to talk about today because first and foremost, uh, doing cardio before uh, strength training is nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get the goals that you need to, but it just depends on what are you really trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to accomplish overall health, to improve your health, it really doesn't matter if you lift weights first or you do an endurance training first. In fact, doing both at the same time, like interval training or circuit training, and you alternate weights from endurance is actually preferred. That is actually one of the things that you're supposed to do for overall health, and that's the type of training that I do for my boot camps. As you will see tomorrow, I'm going to be posting videos of my new boot camp that I'm going to be doing in a new location. We do strength and conditioning and we do HIIT training. So if you're trying to increase cardiovascular system in order to maintain cardiovascular endurance, you should be able to perform endurance first, then still have enough energy left over for a long distance of exercise to add in resistance for the next two or three times a week. So... If you're going for cardiovascular endurance, obviously cardio first will help you. Um, and obviously doing strength training will reduce injury. Uh, so lifting before running is not really recommended if you're trying to do cardiovascular. It's actually good to get your body warmed up first, do a little running, do like maybe a 10 minute warm up. I always tell people do dynamic stretching for five, warm up with a little cardiovascular, get on a bike, Stairmaster, blah, 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 and then you'll be able to uh, get the body warmed up, get the joints warmed up, get everything lubricated so then you can get right into your workout regimen. So now when it comes to if you're trying to increase size and strength, if your goal is to generate lower body dynamic strength and doing strength training before cardio is more effective. For instance, I do more athletic-based training. I don't really go for size. I go for more speed, power, and strength because I like being lean and strong and having longevity. I don't have knee problems. I don't have shoulder problems. And I'm probably going to be this way into my 50s and 60s and maybe even my 70s because I'm staying lean and strong. Why do you think some of these bigger athletes get leaner as they get older? Because lean is where it's at. Everybody know in the athletic world, in the fitness world, lean is where it's at. So 
Don't let these big fitness monster men, women, you know, make you think that you have to be that way in order to be strong. Um, you can be perfectly strong being lean. You just have to have the right mechanics. Um, so we're getting back to this topic of cardio before strength training. When it comes to size and strength, no, you want to be able to do strength training first because sometimes it, it, it does help and for the most part it doesn't. But for certain reasons, you want to have enough energy. So for instance, I do deadlift Thursdays, right? So on Thursdays, I want to go on my max. I want to hit my max every Thursday. I'm not going to do a whole bunch of cardio before I do that because I'm going to wear myself out. And it's not just wearing yourself out, you know, muscular-wise, but neuromuscular-wise. You, you're going to wear out your nervous system. You need a lot of motor um, control and coordination in order to get that weight off the ground for deadlifts. So you don't want to utilize your nervous system and tax your nervous system out before doing these workouts. So there's no studies really finding the difference between static lower body strength training, increasing muscle size and reducing fat and building aerobic capacity. So doing strength before cardio can be more effective, but there's not a lot of studies to show that doing strength before cardio will actually, and I can speak to this and I have people that I've trained in the past where I've had them do cardio first and I've had them do strength first. It just depends on your fitness age, meaning how many years you've trained. And also it depends on what your body is able to take. You know, what kind of pain can your body take? And that has a lot to do with your mentality and your psychological state of yourself when it goes into training. So, yeah, uh, that's another thing that we have to be very aware of. Now, a lot of people, they come to me, but what happened if I'm trying to do weight loss? I heard that doing cardio first is bad if you're trying to do weight loss. That is not true. And here's why. Because you're trying to burn calories doesn't matter if you're burning calories in the beginning of the workout or you're burning calories at the end. You're trying to burn calories. So doing cardio in the beginning, getting your body warmed up is cool. Most people don't even do weight training that long anyway. So it's actually okay to do a 30-minute cardio session before going into your strength training regimen because most people do strength training for 15, 20 minutes anyway. So it doesn't really matter for weight loss because weight loss you're just trying to burn calories. You burn more calories per minute performing weight training and weightlifting than endurance. And this is what people need to realize, especially women out there that are afraid to weight train. They're afraid to do all that stuff because they're not going to get big and bulky. Let me tell you something, ladies. You're not going to get big and bulky. There's a lot of guys that weight train every day and still don't get big and bulky. It takes years to get big, and it takes a lot of food intake. You have to have, like, thousands and thousands and thousands of caloric intake on a daily basis like six seven thousand most people are only at about two thousand so you have to eat a lot of food you have to train two three times a day sometimes five days a week most people are not going that crazy so it's okay ladies y'all can lift weights you're not going to get super buff i know plenty of lady trainers that lift heavy and they're super lean and still skinny and still sexy so don't be afraid to lift weights. It actually is going to burn more fat. That's why I always try to suggest weight training over cardio. I think cardio is a starter for people, but it's not a finisher. You need to be doing weight training at some point, a part of your regimen. So that's basically what I was trying to attack today is rather doing cardio first or doing cardio 
second. And first we discussed it, now let me talk about a plan. So if you're trying to become a better athlete, let's plan on doing a little bit dynamic stretching in the beginning, mobility work, do a little bit of cardio work in the beginning, then let's get straight into our strength regimen. And then save your cardio days for cardio days without strength. If you're trying to get your cardiovascular system up, training for a marathon, of course doing cardio first is gonna help and weight training is more preventional of injury. Now, if you are trying to burn fat, most importantly, most people are trying to do that, especially during this time of year because it's almost summertime and people only train for the summertime, which we need to get out of that mentality, guys. We need to be healthy all year round, but we'll get there. I trust us, we will get there. So, for the weight loss people that are trying to lose weight for the lovely cruise that they're going on in a few months, it's okay to do cardio before weights because you are just trying to burn. You're not trying to really focus on getting stronger and bigger. We want you to get stronger and bigger and you're going to get stronger and bigger over a 12 week program, but primarily you're trying to focus on burning calories and cutting even in your diet, cutting three to 500 calories from your diet utilizing a lot of healthy fat so you can burn that off and it keeps you full longer as well um, just to put a little nutritional tip on there so like i said ladies and gentlemen today's fitness friday we are talking about doing cardio before weight training you can do cardio before weight training but it just depends on what you're doing weight loss cool cardiovascular strength cool but if you're trying to become a better athlete i suggest you to do a little bit of cardio before you're not going to want to do a lot of cardio before you're trying to do your max bench like i do on mondays i'm not doing a lot of cardio on mondays and thursdays because those are the days that i'm trying to max at my bench on monday and i'm trying to max at my deadlift on thursday so i'm not doing too much cardio but the days like today it's friday I'm doing core today. I like to do core and shoulders on Friday. So yeah, I'm going to do half cardio and then half my workout will be strength training. So, you know, guys got to take this into account too. And you know, I'm a realist, so I'm not going to hide nothing from you guys. I'm going to tell you how it is because I do very extensive research on the industry that I'm in. And you guys got to be careful with these, these studies too, because these studies are drawn around the fitness industry. So you can buy certain products, so you can train certain fitness styles. But you got to remember, this is my little tip to you guys. Yes, certain, certain studies might be saying like, oh, this was did at UCLA and they did this study. But how many people are they doing this study on? You got to ask these questions. How many people are they doing this study on? How frequent are they doing this study on? And is that person that they're doing the study on similar to you? Meaning, do they have the same physical features? Do they have the same physical fitness age? So some of these studies are going to say, oh, well, it's better for you to do this before that. You just need to figure out what's best for you because most of these, these studies aren't going to cater to just one person. They're just catering to a very vast majority of people. So you don't just really go online and just read all these studies. You have to physically get out there. It's kind of like college. Who cares if you got a degree? What can you show? Same thing with, with these studies, these articles. Yeah, these articles might say, well, it's better to do fitness or better to do cardio first and then strength training last. But there's plenty of people that train strength first and then do cardio and they still get the results because your body after a while is going to get tired of that routine. 
after a while that doing the cardio first and strength last your body's going to be accustomed to it and you're going to plateau you're talking to somebody that's been doing fitness for 10 to 15 years just as a just a, a trainer i've been doing it for 10 years and i've been training myself since middle school almost going on 20 something years of just continuously working my body and i've worked with people who've been working out a long time as well and they said the same thing you have to always challenge your body so that's why i wanted to come on here today and talk to you guys about this and i hope everybody has a great rest of their evening please tune in to my fitness videos that i'm going to be posting tonight tune in tomorrow i'm going to be posting some more videos with my new clients in my new location new everything this month let's do it new moon let's kill it you guys have a good one you see, nowadays, a lot of people think that these young athletes um, coming into the games nowadays, these guys are very cerebrally connected to the games. These guys are playing AAU basketball at a very young age. Some older guys think that it's not good and it's hurting the game, but it's getting their body physiologically come from a trainer, physiologically getting it better and more prepared for the next level and training these athletes to be more cerebral being more intellectual when it comes to their particular sport and their particular position is the key but a lot of these kids are a lot more prepared for the big stage in the nba and that's why you see a lot of these rookies in the nba nowadays is doing what they need to do because it's a time that even the the training modalities and how we're doing the training is is what I call the external world, which is actually playing on the, the court as a basketball player, a football player on the field. Internal world is the training room because you don't see what's going on in that world. But you see them on the court. You see them on the field, but you don't see what's going on in the training. And, you, and the training modalities are training are changing uh, significantly. And as all the trainers out here, we're trying to merge the, the strength and conditioning programs with the movement science programs with the biomechanic movement science programs, learning more about the, the way of the world and how our bodies coincide with his environment because it's not just our bodies are forcing our environment to move out its way. No, the environment is affecting our bodies. So it's, it's a, I guess you can say a bi-directional relationship. And a lot of these young guys nowadays are getting it. Yes, they still have the mentality or maybe somewhat of a psyche of a younger athlete or a younger man um, but at the end of the day, these younger athletes are physiologically ready to play at the next level. And that's why we're seeing these young athletes perform at a such high level. So what I'm saying to the older generation, don't be so caught up on, oh, he's only 20 years old. He still needs to learn how to be like LeBron James. These guys are coming in already being like LeBron James. They just still have to take the time and space to learn to be like LeBron James. But it's a lot easier nowadays um, because of the science that we have and what we've been working on um, in the lab when it comes to a performance standpoint. Um, I'm gonna go more into these matters um, as we continue with this podcast. Stay tuned. Okay, Info Ace is back in the place on a Friday, a Flex Friday, a Fitness Friday, a wonderful Friday, a very productive Friday, and a hopefully start of the weekend for most of us. Uh, I actually work tomorrow, got some training sessions that I'm going to be doing in the morning, but my weekend will start at 2 p.m. tomorrow evening, but it's okay. I had tomorrow, this morning off, so yeah, just doing a little night session, just finishing up here, but most importantly, enough about me. Let's get back to what we need to talk about today, and today is Fitness Friday, so today I am going to give you guys my 
ideal workouts that are not only just functional, but they're probably one of the best for just overall human health. Um, so these workouts are going to be some of the workouts that I suggest the beginner clients to attack before they start doing other things. Uh, so it's just going to be a few workouts that I'm going to run over here today. This is not going to be a, a longer podcast. It's probably going to be a little shorter one, but I'm just going to give you guys my top workouts that I prefer. Okay, so first and foremost, if you watch my Instagram videos and you love my Instagram videos and you watch them religiously, if you're not on my Instagram yet, it's live underscore A-C-E-P. You will know that in my videos, I'm always doing deadlifts. This is my favorite workout in the gym. And for highly competitive trainers like myself and athletes, it's the most functional. It's the only workout, ladies and gentlemen. And I study sports physiology, sports training stuff. I watch all their videos. I, I watch all of the, the analytics and the testing deadlifts is the only workout that actually transfer i'm sorry transforms which i'm sorry i said it right transfers into performance training so bench pressing and a lot of these other workouts they help you with strength and they're more preventional exercises but deadlift is the actual workout that helps build up the posterior chain which is your glutes your hamstrings your calves all the way down to your heels of the superficial posterior line. This workout here, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, not only is the best for, for, for performance, but it's also best for correctiveness. I'm going to go through the details of this workout in a little bit, but I'm going to start by just continuously on my little soliloquy about how dope this workout is. So deadlifts is the workouts that you've probably seen in the gym where people are bending over, grabbing this bar and the weights on the floor, and they're literally hinging their hips into extension, extension, and then boom, the weight is off the ground and the weight is around their hip area. These are called deadlifts, and there's multiple ways of doing it. But I'm going to continuously on my soliloquy because I love this workout so much. So let's continue talking about this deadlift thing before we go through the technical aspects. So deadlifts, for athletic performance is one of the best workouts ever because it's the only workout that has shown to transfer into athletic performance and this is mainly with sprinters and people that do a lot of running in their particular sports and it generates a lot of power in the posterior chain which helps with jumping and deceleration and landing people don't realize that that's why it's very important for you if you do deadlifts to not just drop the weight and a lot of people do that but it's actually better to Hold on to that weight a little bit before dropping because you eccentrically or elongating the muscle or lengthening the muscle for all my newer listeners here, um, lengthening the muscle, which helps it build more of the hamstrings, what helps it build more of that connectivity to the posterior chain. So this is why deadlifts is one of the most effective workouts when it comes to athlete athletic performance. Now, the next thing I want to talk about even more important than athletic training on a health standpoint just overall functionality deadlifts is the best for correcting bad hips and bad posture and lower back pain 
Lower back pain mainly is caused because a lot of people have tight hip flexors, so your hips start to tilt forward. You have no gluteal activity, so your glutes are not even active. So your, your hips are kind of unstable. It's because your hips are super tight in the front, you know, in the groin area, and then the back is super loose. And this is why your back is hurting because you're putting so much pressure on the front, front area where it's causing your hips to tilt. And then you have like a over what they call an overextension in the lower back. And that's going to cause a lot of pain. And a lot of that has to do with sitting a lot on a daily basis. Most of us are sitting eight to 10 hours a day, depending on what you do for work. Um, luckily, in my line of work, I can stand up and move around a little bit. But most people in our society are sitting down all day and they're building this repetitive um, pattern of like loosening up their posterior chain and not strengthening it enough. So this is why it's very important for you guys to sit back, relax and listen to this podcast because I'm going to break down some of the workouts that are going to be very beneficial. And deadlifts doesn't have to necessarily be using a barbell. You can use deadlifts with dumbbells. You can use deadlifts with kettlebells. You can use deadlifts with almost anything. Just You can even do bodyweight deadlifts if you need to, resistant bands, etc., etc. But this workout helps strengthen the lower back so you can stop having your lower back pains it's going to help you align your hips more so then you can walk properly. And then most importantly, it's going to allow you to have full body control because when you have very strong glutes and hamstrings and posterior chain, it aligns your body because you're standing upright more. So then now you're putting less pressure on your spine and you're able to walk more fluidly. You're able to have a very more responsive nervous system. So this deadlift is more than just athletic performance. It is more than just being corrective. It is life. And I know you guys see a lot of people in the gym, some of these big, 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 big trainers and all this stuff, and they're super buff, but they can only deadlift three, 400. Um, to me, a real strength trainer should be able to deadlift very heavy because that's going to show your true strength. Because some people have advantage because I have a, a six, seven wingspan. So bench pressing for me can be tall for tall people. It can be harder for us because we have a longer wingspan, right? I still have a very good bench press, but you'll see a lot of guys in the gym doing a lot of benching, but there's rarely you'll see those guys deadlifting a lot because deadlifting is one of the hardest workouts. It's one of those workouts that you're literally lifting the ground, the, the weight off the ground, and it really tro it shows brute strength, it shows power, and it shows overall full body strength because you're using your whole posterior chain, you're using your glutes, you're using hamstring, you're using just pretty much your whole lower body. And your upper body, your shoulders are engaged, your shoulders are locked, your trapezius, everything is engaged with this particular workout. So. That's why I always encourage people, if you are a fitness guy and you do more pushing than pulling, you already are setting yourself up for failure. Deadlifts should be more looked at better. Because a lot of people do a lot more squats. You see a lot of people doing squats. But deadlifts, I actually prefer doing more deadlifts than squats because squats, your body's already doing that movement pattern on a daily basis. So deadlifts is going to really show your brute strength. It's really going to show how strong you are and 
it's one of my favorite workouts, you know, like it's one of my favorite workouts. So now let's get to the actual proper form. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to talk about deadlifts today because I don't really want to go too much into other workouts. I want to just do it week by week going through my favorite workouts. We're going to start with deadlifts this week. I'm going to talk about core next week and what to do for core. Then I'll give you guys an upper body the week after that. So deadlifts, this is how you properly get ready for a deadlift. So for deadlifts, normally if you're doing a barbell, you're pretty much going to have the barbell elevated. So you're going to have it on a platform so it's elevated so your feet are underneath it and you can fit your feet underneath it. You want to align the barbell over your ankles. Over your ankles is the best because the bar path is the most efficient. Some people are a little different because they have longer legs, whatever. Some people are biomechanically just wired a, a little bit different and, and formed a little different. So some people might put it around their toes, but normally you want to put the barbell right over the ankles. Now, the next thing you want to do, as you put the barbell over midfoot, you want to grab the bar shoulder width. Then you want to bend your knees until it touches your shins. And then you want to lift your chest up, straighten your lower back. So try to get into like what I call a seven position. So your upper body should be almost parallel to the ground, right? You want to take a deep breath, engage your core. And then at this point, you will be driving your legs, driving your heels as far as, as you can into the ground so you can get the weight up. And the whole objective is to go from a bent over position to a straight up erect position. Straight up erect position, keeping your core engaged, kind of keeping your, your eyes kind of down or kind of looking kind of not necessarily straight up, but kind of looking straight and down a little bit. So because you want to kind of keep your chin a little bit tucked with this sometimes, depending on your person, the person who trains you, everybody, every trainer has their different cues. Um, but sometimes I've noticed I've had my better deadlifts if I'm looking somewhat down and, and engaging my chin, right? So that's pretty much the, the basics of a deadlift. So like I said, you're going to place the bar mid, mid to upper foot right around the ankle area you're going to grab shoulder width um, you're going to bring the bar until it hits your shin you're going to obviously be in a, a bent over position back is going to be straight chest is going to be up deep breath you're going to engage your core and try to lift the bar up now if you don't want to use bars the same thing applies when you want to do the same thing applies when you want to do dumbbells the dumbbells you'll just grab your little dumbbells You'll face your dumbbells to the point where your thumbs are facing each other. And you will just literally lean forward as far as you can, almost to the point where you're about to, to touch your feet, and then you want to lift up. So these are called Romanian deadlifts. Romanian deadlifts is when you almost go all the way down to the ground, and then you lift up. Almost go all the way down to the ground, and then lift up. All right? Conventional deadlifts, you're literally going all the way up, dropping the weight on the ground if it is if it's too heavy or if you're trying to build up your hamstrings slowly eccentrically or lengthening or lowering the weight down onto the ground and then picking it back up again right so this workout is specifically for building up the posterior chain the glutes the back um, the hamstrings everything in that super superficial um, line back there is going to be activated and it's very important for everybody to try this workout in the gym it's called the deadlift if you haven't seen it I'm pretty sure there's tons of videos on how to do it properly 
it's my favorite because it's corrective it helps you build performance training for performance training and it's, it's going to really show your true strength it's going to test every part of your body so this week we're talking about deadlifts next week i will come to you guys with another upper body or core workout that i suggest you should do and this is for beginners now for all my people that are working out y'all know what the need y'all know what y'all need to do and i'm going to have a a section for you guys where i can go more into detail to other type of styles of training but for all my beginners out there that don't know this workout you better get really acquainted with it because it's going to be your best friend dead lifts thank you guys for listening tomorrow i'm going to be doing another little podcast on self-made i am an entrepreneur i am a business owner and i like to encourage others to get themselves in the game meaning getting some passive income coming in because this is not the baby the baby bloomers era no more this is the millennials era and i know that might sound harsh for some people but we're taking over the world right now and i want to make sure that people understand that you can't just have one source of income to survive in this world anymore i have up to six right now because of my business and i have four streams of income just within the business itself and then i have two outside of my business so always hustling, always having money coming in, money coming out. And that's the whole point of this era for us millennials because we have this technology. It's easier for us to be able to go in and just try to do what we need to do. If you don't want to be a business owner or a businessman like myself, then just try to bring in extra income. And I like to try to encourage people because it's the smartest thing to do because believe it or not, 10 years from now, most jobs aren't going to be needed because they're going to be replaced by technology. And a lot of people that are still fighting against that, you're ignorant because there's so much information out there that are showing that robots are replacing people. And I just want to make sure people have some type of backup plan because I'm good over here. Me and my family, we straight. We going to be good because I know I got things stacked up and invest my money and write things. And I'm also going to be talking about how to invest money as well. Um, but yeah, tomorrow, just tune into my podcast self-made saturdays we're going to talk a little entrepreneurial stuff how to start even if you're not a business personnel how to start making passive income and who knows you might catch the fit you might catch the the business bug like i did and you get addicted to it and you want to start other businesses so yeah thanks guys for listening in just wanted to give you guys an update of what's going on this weekend also on sunday once all the nba games are over i'm going to be having my two cents about who i think is going to win and so far all of the game ones and until then guys enjoy wherever you're at in the world peace okay guys um info ace back into place today so we're going to be talking about some fitness tips today it's fitness friday flex friday so let's freaking talk about some freaking freaking fitness so today uh, i'm not going to be dragging on 15 minutes today because it's going to be a little quick show today and i always say that and i end up being 13 14 minutes but um yeah today we're going to talk about do's and don'ts in fitness i'm going to do two do's two don'ts and let's go from there so one do you need to start implementing deadlifts i've talked about this on my podcast before deadlifts is one of the favorite my favorite workouts but not just my favorite but it's just one of the best workouts for athletic performance corrective training as well as overall just well-being because it helps your hip health and if you got very good hips it's going to make you have good spinal health and having good spinal health is going to help with your nervous system etc 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 so you know deadlifts is one of my favorite workouts for people that are trying to get into the gym. And a lot of people are scared of it. They always say, oh, I'm afraid the bar is gonna hit my knees and this and that. And 
if you place it right and you lift properly and you have the right person teaching you how to do it, you're never going to hit your knees. Been doing deadlifts for years and never hit my knees. So, you know, you just got to have the right person. You just got to know how to move the bar. Like I said last week, the key to deadlifts is basically, you know, get into a um, good athletic stance. Uh, everybody has their own foot placement. Some people like to put, place their feet closer. I've noticed people with kind of shorter legs do that. I have big long legs, so um, put my feet close is probably not the best. So um, I'm long and lean, so I need to be able to put my feet out just a little bit longer uh, just so I can give myself the, the optimal position and degree for the particular workout. So, you know, placing your feet, you know, you can kind of point your toes out a little bit if you want to. Um, just getting underneath the bar, make sure your toes are flat on the ground, having your the tripod stance is what we call it, making sure your um, big big toe is part of the ground, making sure your outer arch is part of the ground, and then making sure your heel is part of the ground, the tripod position. And then obviously, before you lift the weight off the floor, you want to make sure you have your chest up, eyes up, and you want to make sure that you have your, your core contracted. You want to contract your um, lats by, you know, grabbing onto the bar and really squeezing really, really tight. So that's going to be what you're going to do to start off. And then after that, you will be bracing your core and trying to drive your feet through the floor, getting that weight off the ground. Yeah, so deadlifts, that is something that you do need to do. And it's for correctiveness, especially because a lot of us sit down every single day at our jobs and we need to be able to loosen up our glutes and strengthen our glutes and lower back because those things are weakened when we sit down a lot every single day. So deadlifts is a do. Now a don't is jerking the weight. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't jerk the weight. Certain workouts, you might jerk it a little bit towards the end. But if you want to be able to um, neurologically be able to process your body to do things the proper way, don't jerk the weight, especially you see the guys at the gym doing uh, rows, bent over rows, barbell rows or whatever, and they're just sitting there yanking the weight up and they're just jerking away. And I've talked about this on my um, Instagram page before that doesn't make you strong just because you're jerking the weight up and you can get it up to your chest. What makes you strong is that you can hold your position, slow and control, pull the weight all the way up to the chest and release. Same thing even with pull-ups. I see these CrossFitters um, do all this worm-looking things just to try to get up over the bar and they're like jerking their body and they're doing this little flip thing just to get over the bar like come on that stuff's whack y'all that doesn't make you stronger that doesn't make you better that doesn't make you do anything but look like a fool really and i'm not trying to insult anybody because you know people are sensitive these days but it is what it is you don't look cool doing that you look foolish you if you study biomechanics and how our body moves from a physical standpoint, you know that you're supposed to lock yourself in a certain position, lean your arch your back, and then pull the weight up. And the chest should be facing towards the sky, not just flopping and moving your body like you're doing a worm while you're doing a pull-up. That stuff is super whack, and I do not condone it because it's going to hurt your shoulders eventually. And it doesn't mean that you're stronger. It doesn't mean that you're going to get better. It just means that you can cheat your way to getting more reps but you know some gyms encourage that because they're trying to get as many reps as possible and that's the quickest way because you're using momentum um i've even seen like kick dips where people will kick 
and they're, and now help them get their dips higher, like help them get up on a dip where they'll kick their legs down and that'll, that momentum will help them get, get up from the dip. All those little momentum-based workouts are going to get you in a lot of trouble in the long run. It might look cool in the short term, oh, you're able to do 15 kick dips, but in the long term, when you're actually trying to do a bench press where you can't be doing all that flopping and craziness, you're not going to be able to be successful at it, guys. So you got to be able to chill out with all that. Chill out with that momentum stuff because it's not really benefiting you and you're not getting better just by doing that. All right. So that's probably one of the most important don'ts that you need to do. Another do that you really want to start adding into your program you want to start adding eccentric training so doing a lot of planking that's going to cause you to lift at least one leg off the ground and trying to lift a opposite arm off the ground so you can start stabilizing the deeper core and the deeper core is going to help stabilize the spine and it's going to help stabilize the rib cage and it's going to help stabilize your structure so then you can be good in your movement pattern through and through so like i said ladies and gentlemen you want to be able to do deeper core workouts so start doing certain specialty variations of planks don't just get on the ground and just do regular planks. Start lifting a leg up. Start doing plank jacks in a slow position, meaning you're in a plank position and you're slowly stepping the legs out and then stepping them back into center. And as you feel, your core is going to feel like it's on fire when you step the legs out because you're engaging more into the core when you do that. So, yeah, that's one of the things that I really, really do encourage people to do now one of my last things when it comes to don'ts in the fitness gym one of the things that a lot of people like to do and i really don't like it and i really biomechanically can prove to you why it's not the best is people isolate muscles now they're going to say bodybuilders do it but bodybuilders also juice let's be honest those dudes juice and there are vegan bodybuilders now there are more natural based bodybuilders but a lot of those guys also bodybuilding and they got sponsors and they got all these specialties so even if they are doing that and their bodies are all jacked up at the end they still got the money to be able to deal with a lot of their problems don't isolate muscles don't just sit there and do biceps by themselves try to find a group of muscles that are going to complement because your body doesn't move one muscle at a time so one of the things that I want people to do is start utilizing complex training. You need to be able to train the biceps with the back and the chest because there's going to be times where you're going to use your arms to pick up groceries, but then still lift it up above your head. So you're using shoulders, chest and your biceps. So stop isolating these arms. I get it. Some arms or some parts of the body needs a little bit more focus than the others. And it's okay to have a day, a day of aesthetics. I have a day where I normally like to focus on aesthetics sometimes, where I just focus on just building up a body part that I want to get bigger. But don't do it every single day. You want to train your body in unison. I'm telling you guys. So just to go back and just to recap a little bit about this topic today, we're doing do's and don'ts in fitness. I really, really think you should follow these tips because I've been doing this for a long time and I've helped a lot of people correct a lot of their BS 
And I just want to just help people, be honest. I really want to help people. I want people to win, and I want people to be able to move properly. So obviously deadlifts is a do. You do need to work on deadlifts, and you do need to work on deeper core, trying to challenge your core. Don't always focus on crunches to get abs. You need to work on the eccentric muscles deep down into the core, the stabilizers, so you can keep your spine in a good position trying to do the more advanced core workouts. You can't advance in core workouts with your superficial abs you need the deeper muscles okay the transverse abdominis and all the deeper tissue muscles connective tissue deep into the belly of the core area and start working out your lower back and isolating your lower back but we're going to talk about that another time but like i said those are the do's the don'ts is don't use momentum when you're trying to go up on a lift try to control the weight that's going to show true strength you're lifting and jerking and shaking and murking that stuff doesn't mean that you're getting stronger it just means that you're trying to get more repetition up in a certain amount amount of time and the, the goal is not to do as many reps as you possibly can in a certain amount of time the goal is to do the rep right so if you do the rep right then you don't have to worry about that and don't isolate muscles thank you scott for tuning in info ace is back in the place today this is fitness flex Friday, guys. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in tonight. So today we're going to basically be doing a 15-minute fitness workout. So it's going to help you burn calories and build strength at the same time. So for all my people out there that are, oh, I don't have time to work out. Well, you have 15 minutes. I know you got 15 minutes out of your day that you can utilize for an exercise to kind of keep your body moving. And people got to stop looking at exercise and fitness um as an external thing to things that you're already doing every day like you shower every day you bathe every day or whatever the case is you shower or bathe whatever some people bathe some people shower Um, you brush your teeth every day you shave every other day this is part of the things that you do every single day to not only keep your health right but just you know for personal hygiene you know matters and fitness should be put in that same category you eat food every day is something that you have to do every day right so um, well some people will debate that you don't need food for energy but we're not going to get into that but um yeah so this is basically just trying to mentally engage people to start to look at fitness as part of your medicine you go in every day and get those cabinets and you take out that pharmaceutical stuff that aha they're getting sued right now but anyways um yeah, so you go in that cabinet every day and you get those uh, medications and you, you remember to take your medications every day and fitness should be looked at as the same way. It should be looked at as a thing that you're going to be able to utilize for the betterment of your health. So if you're not taking it serious from a mental standpoint, engaging in fitness, fitness would never be fun for you. If you look at it from as a medicine standpoint and a medicinal standpoint, I'm sorry, um, then it will become better to you. Yes, workouts suck, but they are good for you. They're good for your body in multiple ways. So I just want to help people to start to get that mindset of fitness first. Then we will start talking about getting into the nitty gritty. So today I, I'm going to give you guys a 15 minute workout because I know a lot of people are always talking about, oh, well, I don't have time to train. I have this and that. You have 15 minutes. I know you do. 
I know you got 15. I get it. 45 minutes to an hour is a long time to block it out, especially if you're training with a trainer at a facility. You got to go to the facility, get parking and all that. And I live in Los Angeles, so certain parts of the city, parking can be a hassle. So I get it. But you can do a 15 minute at home. No, no weights, really. Um, or just a little bit of weights or resistance that, that can be added to this 15 minute workout as you advance. But you know, I just wanna help people and I just want people to understand that there is a way to do this without having to go the extra mile for you know your fitness. And you need to start looking at fitness as a medicinal thing. Stop looking at it as a workout. That's my new thing, medicinal over workout. Cause a workout sounds like, oh, you're doing something outside of your your daily regime, which Fitness shouldn't be outside of your daily regime. That's why you rarely see me, you know, anymore get super hype about going to work out. I don't take no pre-workouts and get all the, the weight gloves and stuff like that. I don't care about all that because my body and my mind is already in tune to this. You know, I'm, I'm ready and I'm gauged to go and do this without pre-workouts or post-workout. I'm ready to do it because it's part of my medicine. So it's not even about doing all that stuff to look cool. It's about just doing it because it's for the betterment of my health. And I haven't seen anything better than fitness throughout my whole life to help me stay from getting sick and stay from having certain ailments within my body. So, yeah. So let me go ahead and break this down before I get too much into this spiel. So, all right, guys. So the warm up you want to start off with. So body weight squats. So body weight squats are one of the things that I've always tried to get people engaged. Body weight squats is when you pretty much put your feet in an athletic position, shoulder width apart, toes pointed out at 11 and 1 on a clock. And... You want to sit down and like you're trying to sit down in a chair, throwing your hips back and throwing your arms up. And the reason why you're throwing your arms up so you don't curve your, your, your back. So your back doesn't what they call over flexion. You don't curve it by just sitting down. You keep your arms up so it keeps your upper back engaged. All right. So doing the body weight squats will be a good way to start off your warm up. And how you will do this, you'll do one set of this for one minute. So do as many as you can in one minute. The goal is to get 30 in one minute. I know that sounds like a lot of squats, but whatever, you need to warm your body up. Then after you get that warm up, there could be some certain dynamic stuff that I can give you, uh, certain stretches, but um, I'm not gonna give you that. I'm just gonna get straight to the workout. The stretches are kinda like things that you can look up and do your own research on. I'm just gonna give you some certain body warm up things to get into. So you got that warm up. You got the inchworm, which is a full plank position, and you're trying to inch your toes to your hands without bending your knees. So you're stretching out the hamstrings. That's another one. Knee circles is another one. Knee circles is basically driving the knee straight up, circling it out, and then back to center and doing the same thing on each side about 10 times on each side. And then one of the last workouts that I would like for you to do is start off with a body plank and do rockers with it or just regular planks just to get the core engaged into the workout because you want to engage your core before you actually start doing the workout. So those are different things that you can do as a warm-up knee circles, inchworms, body weight squats, and, um, and a certain amount of planks just to kind of engage the core, the arms, and the legs. Now we're gonna go into the first exercise. So this first exercise is called dumbbell squats. So dumbbell squats are basically the free weights that you see at the gym for all my new beginners that don't really work out. Those are the free weights at the gym. Grab a comfortable weight at first because you want to be able to train your body properly and then start adding weight obviously over time and you're going to hold this 
You're gonna stand with your feet shoulder width apart, holding the dumbbells on each side. You're gonna push your hips back and then you're gonna bend your knees to lower into a squat like we just mentioned, like you're trying to sit down in a chair. You're gonna reach the weights on each side of the shins and then you're gonna to try to push your heels down as you return back up into your initial or erect position. So you're basically going down to a squat, the weights on the side outside of your knees or your shins, and you're literally using your heels to drive that force back up throwing your hips forward, pushing your butt forward, engaging your core. So just basically like regular squats, but you're just holding weight to your side. So you wanna do that for two rounds, as many reps as you can for a minute. As many reps as you can for a minute. So if you wanna do 15 to 30 reps in a minute, cool, that's all you can do, that's fine, let's do it. Now the next time you do it, try to do three more then three more, and then three more, and the next thing you know, in two, three weeks, you're already doing almost double than what you started with. That's all we're doing here. It's not too difficult, and it's not too technical, all right? So now we're going into dumbbell shoulder press. Now, this workout is where you're going to be, once again, standing feet shoulder-width apart, holding the dumbbells. Arms are going to be bent. You're going to be having your palms facing in, so your thumbs are going to be facing up, and then you're going to be lifting your shoulders up, embracing your core, extending your arms over the head to press the weights over your head. So you're gonna be standing up, you're gonna have your elbows forward, you're gonna have your thumbs initially pointing up, and then the thumbs will go back as you lift the elbows up. So initially the weights will be by your side, by your hip, then you will go up, keep your arm bent in like a 45 degree angle, and then your thumb should be, be pointing behind your ears at this point, and then pressing from the ears all the way up. That's how you do a dumbbell press. So same thing, one minute, two reps, two sets, boom, you're out. I'm sorry, two sets, um, as many reps as you possibly can. AMRAP is what we call it. Now you have dumbbell deadlifts. You know, this is one of my favorite workouts. I've talked about this on my podcast a few times. So once again, you're grabbing the weights. Feet are gonna be shorter width apart and your knees are gonna be slightly bent. Palms are gonna be facing the thighs or you could do palms facing each other. Um, it doesn't, that's more of a conventional deadlift, but you can change the, the structure of your hands um, for this. And basically you're just going to be keeping your core straight as possible, erect as possible. And then you're going to be keeping your core nice and erect as you bend your hips like you're trying to make your chest parallel to the ground, like you're trying to look down into the ground. Imagine there's a mirror and you're trying to look at your face in the mirror without moving too much. Your feet are planted into the ground, your knees are gonna be slightly bent, and you're gonna be literally keeping your chest nice and straight as you go all the way down. And you're gonna be keeping the weight on the side of you or in the front of you. Palms facing your shins or palms or the thumbs gonna be pointing forward in front of you. So now the next workout will be the push-up. Obviously, this is a plank position, feet are together. You're gonna to have your hands a little wider than the shoulders, bend the elbows, try to keep the elbows 45 from the body. I know it's harder to do it that way, that's the point. Don't really, I really don't like people doing their push-ups with their arms all the way straight out to the side. Um, kind of like what you see in bench press because you will hurt your shoulder over time. I don't know anybody that's done bench press for years that doesn't have messed up shoulders now. That's why I went two and a half years without doing it. But hey, we're back at it and we're doing bench now. But let's get back to this, this, this topic here. So push-ups, you want to be able to 
Um, for my athletes that are listening to this, I always try to tell athletes, when you do push-ups, try to imagine that you're trying to separate the floor when you're pressing. So when you're pressing, try to like imagine you're separating the floor, and that's going to en en engage a lot more of the inner part of the, you know, pectoralis muscle and the pectoralis muscles are the chest muscles so and this is going to help you try to get more mentally engaged into your push-up so imagine trying to separate the floor obviously your hands aren't moving but you're trying to separate the floor when you're pressing up that's going to give you more intensity in your push-up and then for my regular people obviously you're just keeping your core engaged if you got to do them on your knees whatever do them on your knees. I don't like to call them girl push-ups. I like to call them beginner push-ups because I've seen dudes do knee push-ups, so they're clearly not girl push-ups. They're push-ups for beginners. And you want to make sure your elbows are in a good position, 45 from the body. Breathe in as you go down, brace, and then breathe out as you come up. And you want to do that, once again, as many push-ups you can in a whole minute for two sets. Now we got a Tabata um, workout. And this Tabata workout is basically 20 seconds on, uh, 10 second rest and Tabata is basically that's like kind of hit training and this is kind of like one of the bonus workouts so this will be sprinting in, in place meaning like just high knees basically throwing your knees up as high as you can like you're running but obviously opposite arm to opposite leg when you're running so if you're throwing up your right leg your left arm should be coming up with that vice versa right arm left leg and then you're running in place you know and you will do this alternating your arms pumping your arms and legs for 20 seconds take a rest 20 seconds take a rest and 20 seconds take a rest so your rest time should be about 10 to 12 seconds four sets for this and then the last little workout this is a little bit more of a um, moderate to an advanced workout but for my beginners hey you got to start somewhere but sometimes you got to elevate and this is what we're trying to do with this one another tabata workout which this is called a squat thrust up so you will get into a plank position and then you will jump your knees closer to your um your hands and then you'll get into a jump position basically so let me just explain this a little bit better so you're going to be lowering into a squat place your hands on the floor underneath your shoulders then you will place your feet back into a full plank position right and then you're going to be engaging your core then you really want to hop your feet up back into a squat position so you want to hop your feet back up and then like you're getting into a squat position. So for all my people that do a lot of fitness workouts, it's kind of like doing a burpee, basically. And for all my new people, if you don't know what a burpee is, Google what burpee is, fitness burpee, B-U-R-P-E-E-S. So you wanna research that and see what a burpee is so you can know the movement patterns. Obviously, I'm not doing this a video via video, so you can't see me, but you can only listen. So yeah, basically you're in a plank position, hopping or stepping if you're a beginner super beginner you can step your feet forward into a squat position then jump up onto your toes if you're a beginner and if you're an advanced person then obviously you will do a whole jump tuck where you're jumping and throwing your knees up and all this stuff and then get right back down to it get back into the plank position and jumping back up you'll do this 20 seconds on 10 second rest for four sets so yeah just to kind of go over a few things I just talked for almost 15 minutes about how to do a 15 minute workout just to kind of put things in perspective. So look, 
this whole video that while you're listening to this whole video you could be doing a workout right now that's why i did this video for almost 15 minutes tonight to show you how easy it is to get out there so i just sat here talked for the last 14 going on 15 minutes about how you can do an exercise within 15 minutes so if you got time to listen to this podcast which i thank you for doing and i appreciate it and i'm going to continuously give you guys new information you definitely need to be able to get out there and do a fitness workout for at least 15 minutes and this is for all my people that don't like to go to the gym and they don't like to do all this other stuff i want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in i will be back tomorrow maybe i like to take my off days very serious because next week's going to be very busy and fun so i want to take my off days very serious so i might not be doing a podcast tomorrow on self-made saturdays plus that topic is a little deeper than the other ones so it takes a little time to develop the right content with that so i can continuously give consistent content but if not i will hear you guys or see you guys next week check me out on instagram aces performance company aces underscore performance underscore co check me out on instagram i'm always posting videos i switched up my whole format of how i do my videos now i talk more on my podcast and talk less in my videos so go check out my videos this week we're doing contrast training next week i will be continue contrast training and then i will be going back into some of the other trainings that i've mentioned before like asymmetrical training i'm going to teach you guys power lifting etc etc and i'm going to do series because i feel like series keeps people engaged it's more like a story than me just posting a random back and bicep workout because you know i like to be creative and i like to make it theatrical and i like to make it like a story so like i said the last 15 minutes that i've talked on this podcast you could have been doing the workout while listening to the podcast so i hope everybody has a good night and enjoy the weekend and see you later